Industrial Talk is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks. You've heard me talk about my friends at Palo Alto Networks. Zero Trust OT Security, delivering a comprehensive security solution for all OT assets, networks, and remote operations. But did you know that the Palo Alto Network solution provides over 1,100 app IDs for OT protocols, over 500 profiles for critical OT assets, and over 650 OT-specific threat signatures? Now that's best-in-class security delivered. Learn more about Palo Alto Network's zero-trust OT security solutions and how you can achieve 351% ROI over five years. Learn more about the Palo Alto Network solution by going out to paloaltonetworks.com. That's paloaltonetworks.com. Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, once again, welcome to Industrial Talk, a platform that is dedicated to you, industrial professionals and companies that get it done because you're bold, brave, you dare greatly, you innovate, you collaborate, you solve problems, and therefore you're making, yes, you, making the world a better place. We are broadcasting on site. SMRP 31 is the place in Orlando, Florida. And uh, that is something that if you would have any passion, any desire, any need to get engaged, go to smrp.org. Start there. That is your first step right off the bat. That's smrp.org. They have all the resources for you to be a successful asset management, reliability, and maintenance professional. Big time. smrp.org. Tim is in the house. We're going to be talking AI, so let's get cracking. All right, Tim. Don't let us down. Bring the energy. Nah. We'll do. Yeah, you do whatever you need to do. AI. AI is the definitely the 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 uh, word of the day. It's for very, anything. Very very buzzy for sure. <laughs> That's and an understatement. I, I, I think probably what we hear often is, I think people are getting uh, a little bit more hip to the buzzword and they're actually asking the question like well how is this ai what is it doing and what yeah. does it do for us yeah um and you know I, I think it is a big challenge uh since so many other companies are touting ai for us to really demonstrate how in the heck how, do i trust it right how do i know yeah i mean yeah it's cool i can i can upload a, a quick statement and give me a summary and it sort of i take it for what it's worth and i run with the summary but but how do how do I know that that one AI is better than the other? I, I don't know how you do that. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's definitely uh, an issue that each individual will have to work through and make sure that they're doing their research and their due diligence. Um, but I, I think you know, it, like it's an we're in an important phase where we're moving away from like just saying buzzy AI stuff and then now trying to actually uh, relay to companies and, and, you know, individuals, like, this is a tangible piece of AI and this is how it can enhance and yeah. help what you're doing. Um, so trying to actually prove out and show the benefit of where AI can help someone, particularly frontline workers and, you know, people in maintenance and reliability and asset management, 
um, you know, there's some really tangible use cases where AI is very beneficial. Before we get into those, I, I, I broke the cardinal rule of interviewing. I don't even know who Tim is. So nor do, if I don't, the listeners don't know. Give us background. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Tim Whalen. I'm the head of sales for Datch. Uh, that's D-A-T-C-H, Datch.io. Um, and, you know, we are a, an AI-powered uh, enterprise mobility solution. Um, so, uh, sorry, and then my background is I've been in SaaS sales for, you know, over 10 years uh, in industrial-adjacent markets, um, so formally selling, like, EHS solutions as well as IIoT platforms and data analytic, platform, data analytic platforms, excuse me. Uh, and now currently focusing on like data acquisition and, and uh, frontline worker enablement. Um, so yeah, Datch is a, an enterprise mobility solution. We're powered by AI. We leverage natural language processing so uh, frontline workers can actually speak to mobile devices as they're completing tasks and we'll collect that data. We can enrich it and then we can route it into any back office systems that it needs to end up in and we can prompt any actions that need to happen from there. All right, no. Now everybody knows that Tim has mad skills, and and I don't. So that's that's just the way it is. It's always a, okay. Let's talk a little bit about AI. We briefly uh, mentioned it, but how is AI transforming the asset management world? Well, I, I'd say that AI has the potential to transform the asset management world. Um, right now, we're we're looking at this sort of adoption phase where you know large companies are um, you know looking into AI looking into their kind of more of their stance on AI and how they can incorporate it, incorporate it into their stacks. Um, I'd say that it has the potential to enhance uh, what they're doing by, um, you know, in our case, we can collect cleaner, more contextualized data. And what that will allow is for asset management teams uh, and reliability teams to make better asset lifecycle decisions. Um, uh, yeah, so, so that's, the, the main piece, but ultimately, too, we're, we're trying to uh, reduce unplanned downtime, right? Get it down to the, the minimum. So if we can help them understand, uh, you know, their assets a little bit better um, and maybe predict when things are, are you know, going to fail uh, a little bit better, then, um, you know, obviously then we can, we can keep that uptime at the most positive. Give us some use cases in, in the world of asset management. Where, where this will be. Uh, I mean, it's we all have a similar conversation, and, and the the conversation is: I'm collecting data. I run that data through some sort of a uh, analytic and you know parameters of some sort, and then if it goes outside those parameters, then that's bad, and it you know fires off something. How does how does AI? How will AI differ from that? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a really good use case, but I'd say that the the core tenet of that is clean data, and that's what we're trying to solve. So right now, um, you know, think about Industry 4.0, also pretty pretty buzzy, and it's very broad, and there's a lot of different... It's a miscellaneous file. Everything gets exactly. thrown into Industry exactly. 4.0. <laughs> But one of the key pieces, right, one of the building blocks to anything that you want to do within Industry 4.0 is data, like that you, you, they need more data uh, now more than ever. Um, but yeah, so in order to accomplish those goals of where you're feeding it into some algorithm and then it spits something out and it says, hey, this is the most optimal settings or 
this asset's going to yeah. fail then, or these are the things that you need to look out for. You know, you need you need good data, and right now there's um, you know there's there's plenty of different systems and tools that can uh, grab data from machines, right? So if you're thinking about IoT sensors yeah. or grabbing data off of PLCs, uh, that that data is traditionally very trustworthy. Um, now it's the human entered data um, that is historically unreliable and Fat untrustworthy. Finger. Right. <laughs> but, you know, just when you think about it, um, let's say that you've got 500 field workers, right? Right there. And you're relying on them to enter data back into the system. Right there, before anything else, you have 500 different variables of how data is going to be entered, right? So there's no standardization when you're looking at who's entering data, how they're entering data. Um, so, you know, th- there's some some great use cases for AI would be, you know, worker enablement um, uh, plus data enrichment, right? So the worker, worker enablement piece is like, how do I offer better technology and better experiences for the worker so they can do their job a little bit more effectively and efficiently? Um, so the way that we will do that, right, is we offer mobility, right? So instead of, you know, having to go back to a laptop or, you know, a kiosk or something like that to close out work orders, for example, yeah, uh, a, a maintenance technician can use their phone application and they can speak data back into their phone, right? So this is conversational AI. What they'll do is, in, what we'll do is interpret uh, what they actually mean, not just take exactly what they say and dump it into a... Uh, you know, a field, but we'll actually interpret what they mean. So, you know, if there's like a... Oh, you, we got we to gotta step on that one for a minute. Are you saying that I can, um, I just performed maintenance on this motor, and then instead of me fat fingering that thing in, all I have to do is say, yeah, I changed the bushings and this, that, and the other thing, and that, that AI will step in and, and, and be able to summarize that in a more cogent way than me i mean it, it will so our our language model will be able to take what you said clean it up right so if you are like me and you throw in a lot of ums and ahs and you need yeah. a little bit of time to sort of uh bring your thoughts together and you fill in space with filler words yeah, yeah. You can eliminate that but also if you say things like uh you know completed work on extruder this morning and i replaced the uh, i mean not this morning this afternoon at four o'clock it can completely erase that i mean this morning and just put in i completed this work at four o'clock right but i think the more powerful piece of of like the nlp and like what it's understanding is when we're integrating with another system take like sap plant maintenance for example um you know we can inter we know what fields need to be entered uh data needs to be entered into when they're closing out a work order for example if someone enters a block of unstructured text and they just say something like Hey, you know, uh, went to extruder number one, replaced the screw, took three hours, used part ABC. We can take that data and, and structure it back into those fields just from that like paragraph of text. So as a, a frontline worker is, you know, leaving one job and moving over to its next ticket, they can close out that work order. But what that will allow them to do, again, since they have mobility and they can enter this in, in real time, it allows them uh, to enter more of that contextualized data that they might forget otherwise if they entered it later, right? So oh, if they say, hey, I replaced a screw, but guess what? I, uh, you know, I noticed that the flywheel was wearing, right? There was metal shavings in the box. Maybe that's something they don't remember if they're entering it in at the end of the day, and maybe three weeks from now, flywheel blows and yeah. that, that asset's down for three days. So giving them tools to do huh. their job a little bit better will help 
will help the enterprise ultimately get that more contextualized data. Um, you know, and, and then obviously things like real-time translation and transcri uh, transcription. We have plenty of frontline workers that are not, uh, you know, that speak a native language other than English or, you know, it doesn't matter what country you're in, but, uh, you know, we have the capability to uh, translate and transcribe in real time. So again, these are sort of that, that worker, these worker enablement tools that allow them to do their job more efficiently and better. And then we also have the data enrichment side, right? So this could be prompting questions based off of data that's entered. So if, you know, they say, hey, uh, you know, again, I'm using the same terms all, all, over and over again, um, had to replace the screw. Uh, when I opened the box, it was black, right? And it's like, we can prompt questions from there. We can say things like, was there metal shavings in the box? Um, was it making a weird noise before it went down? Was it whining? Was it screeching, right? And, and these are things that um, our model is picking up and prompting questions based off of that. And the goal is to get better data back to the planners and the schedulers so they can do a better job of preparing the maintenance worker for, um, you know, for whatever the task is going to be. We all know those stories where a scheduler or planner, you know, puts one work order out, maintenance person goes to the asset, they open it up and they're like, this is not the work that needs to be done. And they have to go back to the office, yeah. get a new plan, get new tools. And it's just extremely inefficient. Um, so we can work on that. But again, ultimately, like we mentioned, we want to keep uptime uh, as optimized as possible. Um, so, so yeah, if we can, uh, if we can get better data back to them to hopefully prevent, and pre uh, pre excuse me, predict and prevent when assets might have issues or when parts need to be replaced, um, then ultimately the entire enterprise is going to run a lot more efficiently. So, so with that said, it, it uh, so I, I'm I'm taking a work order. I'm updating the work order. I, I've I've uh, analyzed this particular piece of equipment, and then I I I verbally enter in the information, which I think is just brilliant. Honestly, you know, I I'm, I'll be the I'll be the poster child for not wanting to enter data, sure, you know, and or pencil whipping it or whatever it is yeah so i'm able to sort of verbally say hey this is this this is this and have a have an ai platform that will sort of clean it up and make it succinct yep. so that planners and others can understand what's actually happening or what happened at that asset yep. is is just that's a great use case sure that i that i really really like do i have an opportunity to to spit out my my analysis and then correct it yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you, it doesn't have to be. It's not like an automatic fire back into SAP. Like you can, you can check the work before you. But publish. eventually, eventually, it's going to be because I know that I'm not going to want to spend time trying to correct my. I don't know. It just yeah. seems like it would be a great thing. Yeah, I, I mean, so again, the, like the NLP, the natural language processing, is is very good. Like, I mean, it's it's very very good. I mean, we're talking about you know upwards of close to 100% accuracy right? in, in multiple different languages, 60 different languages, actually. Um, so, yeah, the technology is very good. Of course, you know, people like the opportunity to read their notes, check their work, and maybe add some more contextualization, right? And we allow that opportunity. So it doesn't publish automatically unless you hit publish. But, um, you know, I mean, that's more for, I think there's going to be come an adoption curve where it's like people need to get comfortable with really new technology that it's actually going to work the way that they expect it to. Once they get comfortable with that technology because they've had experience with it working correctly, 
then it'll become more of a just, I know that this is working, I don't need, need to look at my screen. Uh, I can just speak to my phone after saying, hey, Dad, and then keep walking doing, maybe I'm working on an asset even while I'm doing this stuff, and I can rely that it's going to go back. And how, how, do you, uh, how do you deploy it? How do you, you come in, I'm an, I'm an existing organization, I have a, of course, I have my CMMS and has the historical record of, I'm not asking about how clean the data is associated with that asset, but I have data. It's associated with the asset. How do you how do you incorporate this AI technology into my existing you know? Yeah. So you know, um, I think there's baby steps, and to, to give a, a broad picture here too, like what Datch wants to be ultimately is the single interface, so the front end piece of software that someone interacts with, right? For every back office system that an enterprise works with. So we're talking about plugging in your EAM, you know, or CMMS, um, or you know, your uh, could be your HRAS software, right? So you can imagine being at, at a, a maintenance person is at a, an asset and they're uh, they're entering data or they're speaking data back into their phone. They're saying, hey, you know, just did completed work order number one, two, three. By the way, it's my wife's birthday tomorrow and I want to request off, right? Taking that unstructured data, routing into two different systems, one back into the AM, the other hmm. the time off requests into the HRIS system for a supervisor to approve or deny uh, time off, right? That's ultimately what we want to be is like that, that front end tool, hmm. like the only front end tool that... Um, they use, but sorry. So nowadays, for the deployment, we usually focus on something like, you know, an EAM. We have a turnkey integration into SAP Plant Maintenance, uh, specifically with S4 HANA. Um, so since we have that turnkey integration and we have this uh, Dash for Asset Management solution that is ready out of a box, so it's you know anything that a maintenance uh, person would need, they can you know doesn't need to be configured in it. Excuse me, customized in any sort of way, um, but we complete the implementation over you know a week to two which will be plugged into that back office system uh, and then you know it's as simple as downloading an app on a, on a mobile phone for uh, for all the users so we can deploy within a month um, so, and the so, adoption is, is very easy because it's sort of like using Facebook or Instagram or anything that they're used to using on a phone so it really is a phone interface yeah absolutely so I, I can take it and I can say Get on the app, speak into it, yep. and then magically it goes into the areas. That's where you want to go. I get that that's the use case. That's where you want to go. But to uh, do it in such a way that, that it makes it so efficient and you don't have to... You're, you're trying to eliminate the, the, the typing. Yeah. There's a ton of friction when it comes to data entry, right? And that's why wow. there's been so many different technologies that focus on eliminating humans from from data entry, right? Wow. Again, so if we're thinking about IoT, uh, excuse me, IIoT initiatives and, um, you know, just uh, data pipelines that are pulling directly from machines, the goal was to eliminate humans to make sure that that data is accurate. Uh, the problem is when we're dealing with asset management, it's impossible to eliminate the human, right? Like these are the people that are completing the work. And, and so to get the data back in as to what work was done or what work needs to be done, you have to have humans. And I think, unfortunately, as an industry, we've sort of accepted that there's no good way to uh, make that aspect any better, to get cleaner data. 
And we think that's lazy, and we know that there's a way to actually make it better, and it's by offering enablement tools to the frontline worker that gives them a better experience and allows them to enter data in real time. And then again, those enrichment tools where it's like, I'm going to take the data, I'm going to interpret what you're saying, and I'm going to prompt questions to enrich that data and make the quality of it much higher uh, when it's going back into the systems of record. I think it's mad. I think it's mad technology. I can't, I can't complain about it. I really think that's cool stuff. And it's still at the tip of the iceberg. Yep. More to come, for sure. How do they get a hold of you, Tim? Uh, so you can find me. My email address is tim at datch, D-A-T-C-H dot com. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. It's uh, Tim Whalen. That's W-H-E-L-A-N. Um, and yeah, I'd be happy to connect with anyone. Uh, I love having conversations like this, and I love um, sort of the debate of how technology can can help uh, within this industrial setting. Amazing. All right, listeners, we're going to have all the contact information for Tim out on Industrial Talk, so fear not. All of his contact information will be there. Reach out. That is your number one thing that you need to do because he's got mad skills. We are broadcasting from SMRP 31. Come to SMRP 32. When you're, I mean, you just got to make that a priority. Go out to smrp.org. Become a maintenance professional, reliability professional, and asset management professional. That is your first stop, smrp.org. We're going to have another great conversation shortly, so stay tuned. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. Incredible stat card for Tim. Tim, I'm looking at it right now. LinkedIn. Go out to Tim Whalen. Contact information will be out on Industrial Talk. Dash is the company. D-A-T-C-H dot I-O. Right? And that is the Marion of AI solutions. It's happening with asset management and how to improve that whole profession. It's an exciting time. Don't get me wrong. You need to reach out with Tim, and you need to find that trusted, yeah, that individual that you can ask questions and be able to uh, see how AI can help your business. It's happening. It just is. Find those trusted resources. Industrial Talk is here for you, industrial professionals, to amplify your voice. Be a part of this ecosystem, this expanding ecosystem, and and be a part of that community that really solves problems. We've got a lot going on out there. Go out to Industrial Talk. Be bold, be brave, dare greatly. Absolutely hang out with Tim. Change the world.